Yeah, good to talk to you too. Yeah. So you're on the road. You're on the road. I know you're heading up to out to, to go fish for some tuna, but um what I want to talk to you at the moment is uh about your sea trout um exploits. You have some great fishing over there. Tell me about that. Yeah, we have some uh, some really great fishing for uh, for the sea trout here in Denmark. And uh, right now I'm on the road because uh, I'm going to fish some tuna. But uh, usually it's mostly it's mostly uh, sea trout fishing that I'm doing. Uh, in, in Denmark we have a lot of uh, good coastal fishing for the sea trout. Okay, great. And, yeah. Uh, yeah. And uh, it's a it's a very nice uh, type of of fishing. Uh, I'm, I'm based in the in the southern part of uh, of Denmark, in a in a small island. It's called uh, Falsa. Okay. And it's a uh, it's a really nice uh, it's a really nice part of uh, of uh, Denmark to to do the sea trout fishing. Yeah, I was looking at your um your Instagram pictures and stuff, and it just looks fantastic there. So, are you is is it like you're on the open coast there? Is that right? It's on the open coast. Yes, it's on the open coast. Ah, uh, great! It looks fab. And tell me this, like, so you've obviously been fishing for quite a while now, um, and like you get some really good sea trout there. Um, what you know, when does the season start there? Or do you fish all year round? I fish in sea trout all year round, but uh, you know sometimes of the year it's uh, it's uh, more difficult than others. Yeah, uh, the season starts. The season starts to get really good in, the, in around April, and until the water temperature hits around eighteen degrees, then it gets really difficult again. Okay. Yeah. Yeah. When it starts to drop again. So, yeah. So during the spring is uh, it's a tough season. Yeah, yeah. But I'm fishing, but I'm fishing all year round for the sea trout. In the winter, it can be very, very, very difficult. It's not a lot of fish in the winter because most of the fish they go to to breed in the river. But there is uh, there is some fish in the on the on the open coast uh, during the winter that uh, they don't go breed. They uh, they like jump over. Sometimes they breed every other year or every third year. And those are the fish that get really, really big because they don't use the energy to to breed. Ah, yes. So, uh, so, so when fishing in the winter, we are looking for the for the really big silverfish, but it can be very, very difficult in the winter with the low water temperature, and uh, it's, it's tough to be out there in, in the winter with uh, with very cold, uh, very cold uh, conditions. Yeah, I'd imagine so. Like especially up where you are, there, it's uh, it's probably pretty tough. But I suppose on the other hand, it's probably very rewarding as well. You know, you're putting that effort in in the winter, and it's probably very re- rewarding when you get a nice fish. Exactly. Yeah. Exactly. When 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 fishing during the winter, it can be long days and not a lot of fish. But when when uh, when you hit the fish, it's just so rewarding. And usually, when you hit some fish in the winter period, it, it's also big fish. So uh, that's not a lot of bites, but when you get the bite, uh, you know, ninety uh, percent of the time it's it's a trophy fish. Oh, excellent! Yes. And how is the fishing at the moment? The fishing at the moment has actually been really, really good. Uh, I was out uh, last night, and I had uh, six six fish last night in just one hour. That is really good. Um, that's hard to believe, really. Yeah, excellent, excellent session. Um, and tell me what you know. What kind of tactics do you use? What kind of lures? Um, what do you find good at the moment this time of the year? 
this time of the year is uh, Fangio. Uh, I do like uh, uh, inline lures. It's inline. Yes. And it's mostly mostly sandal lures. Uh, also a little bit of uh, pairing lures. Uh, but but mostly uh, now in the summer I do some like some, uh, some speed fishing with the with the sandal lures and the the strikes is just so hard and uh, the fish are are crazy at this time of the year. They are jumping around and they are so strong at the moment. So. Uh, it's very fun to, to fish at the moment and the fishing has been really good the last couple of weeks we had some uh, uh, a big drop in the in the temperature uh, and that that uh, that made the fishing go really crazy I had some uh, some really really good fishing uh, just a week ago I landed a five kilo fish uh, 70 70 centimeter plus five kilos wow that is a fantastic fish. Five kilos, yeah. And yesterday I had six fish, and three of them was above uh, the fifty centimeter mark. Fantastic! Like that's that's fantastic. Like we have we have some sea trout fishing here as well around the estuaries and whatnot, and you know, like you hear of some guys getting some decent fish, but in generally, like the fish are maybe around you know two three pound, maybe a five pound fish, but um. And you know, rarely we might see a nine, ten pound fish, but it's it's extremely rare. But they are they are quite there's decent numbers here, and it seems to be kind of making making a bit of a comeback. Like, but but that is that is a different level. Um, is there anything like watercraft wise or sea conditions? What do you look for when you're targeting sea trout? When I'm targeting sea trout, we're looking for for the structure on the on the bottom of uh, of the coast. We want to find some. Uh, you know, a lot of weeds, but also a lot of rocks. They like to to uh, to come in and hunt between uh, the rocks. So it's mostly like on the open coast, you have like some stone reef, and that is the reef that uh, that holds all the sand eels. It has shrimp, it has the sticklebacks, and all of this. And this is where the sea trout they come in to hunt. So uh, when I'm looking for a spot to target the sea trout, it's uh, I'm looking for. Uh, for the structure on the bottom, and I'm, I'm I'm looking for you know big rocks, and I'm looking for bait fish, looking for sand eels, uh, yeah, all of all of that stuff. Yeah, it's interesting you say that. I fish a mark over here, and there's like a I know there's a rock slightly just offshore a little bit where I cast to, and a couple of times I've got a trout from literally beside the rock. So it seems that they kind of yeah. they like hanging around these structures. Yeah, they like hiding around the structures. Also. Uh, Yes, you know we have seals and uh, and other uh, predator animals that uh, that like to hunt the sea trout. Yes. So I believe that the sea trout they they know they don't want to be on uh, you know on, on the open uh, on the open areas where they are too uh, too visible. Ah yes, so they take uh, cover so behind a rock, like they they take cover and uh, they come out. To, to hunt, uh, especially during the, the early morning hours and, uh, and late in the evening. But uh, but they also know that, that there is other other animals that are out for the sea trout. So, so of course, they, they will be hiding around the rocks and they will be hiding in, in all the weeds and everything. Brilliant, yeah. And, like, is there any particular time of day that you prefer or tide? I'm not really a morning person. The fishing in the morning can be really good, but I'm not really a morning person. You like you uh, like you like sleeping. So you like sleeping, yeah. <laughs> I like I like sleeping, yeah. Yeah, yeah. 
so 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 mostly I I have the best uh, fishing during the night. Okay, in darkness, like uh, yeah, during during the evening, you know, just before it gets dark. Uh, but in the winter and when the water temperature is cold, I can catch them uh, during the day as well. Okay, very good. Yeah, yeah. But 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 right now, uh, when the water temperature is still high, uh, right now it's around 18 degrees in Denmark. Uh, it's it's most uh, you have to be early in the morning or late in the evening because uh, during the day it's it's just too hot. Okay. Yeah, I see. And. What about, uh, I know some of the guys fish would fish over here in the dark. Yeah, in the dark. I don't really do it so much. I have a buddy of mine who has a lot of success in the dark. Uh, I've tried it a couple of times myself, but, you know, uh, with, uh, I don't know the word in English, but, you know, uh, in my head, you know, I have to be working and I have to, uh, to do a lot of other stuff. So if I fish all night, then I will be... <laughs> Smashed in the in the head. Yeah, for, yeah. For days yeah. I know, I know what you mean. Uh, yeah, yeah. And then, yeah. like tactic wise, like again, again, from from my point of view, when I fish in sea trout, I've always been told, to, you know, you cast out and like you know a quick retrieve, a rapid retrieve, and maybe maybe a start, stop, sink and draw kind of a thing. Um, how how what what do you what tactics do you use? I use uh, especially now when the water is uh, warmer. I do like a, a very rapid retrieve. I do like speed spinning, and then I do a lot of spin stops, um, and and I do it to, to cover as much water as possible, but also to get a reaction from the fish, because uh, I have experienced that if I fish it too too slow, it's like the sea trout they um, they get more time to think about it, and I think if when I fish like speed spin, uh, they just they they just smash the lures on instinct. Okay, that's that's very uh, so interesting. Like, yeah, they, so you're kind of you know if if there is trout there, um, if you're re, if you're retrieving too slowly, they might not pay any interest to it. But you you kind of speed spin, so you're kind of retrieving pretty fast. Then yeah, I, I retrieve really fast. Yeah, and then I do uh, stops every fourth fifth time. Uh, I I do uh, on the reel. I do like a stop, and usually uh, they just come and they hit it really hard in the stops. Uh, also, uh, usually high in the in water, so it's like it breaks it breaks the surface when they when they hit the lure. Okay, so you're keeping the lure up on the water, skimming like maybe maybe skimming along the top or slightly under it, and they'll come up for it. Yeah, yeah. But in in the winter, it can be it can be uh, it can be not so successful to to fish too fast because the. I don't know if the word in English, but the met- metabolism ah, on, yes. on the fish is uh, it's, it's, uh, very low, and they don't have uh, you know the same the same energy as they have now. Mm-hmm. So uh, so in the winter it can be uh, very difficult to get them to bite, uh, especially with the with the speed spinning method. Yeah, yes, the same with the bass here. I fish for bass over the winter, and you know they get they slow down, they get sluggish, they don't want to spend as much energy to um, chase lures, so. You know, it's nice, slowly, slowly presented lure. They're more inclined to kind of take that. Yeah, exactly. Exactly. That's excellent. And, you know, as far as like, you know, I suppose equipment wise, can you just give us a rundown of, you know, your rod and reel and maybe braid and what kind of breaking strains and stuff you use? Yeah, uh, my I have a lot of uh, a lot of different setups, but my favorite setup is uh, I have a 10 foot rod. 
Uh, it has a casting rate from uh, 10 uh, and up to 34 grams. Oh, yeah. But 10 foot rod, uh, 3 meters, so it's a pretty light rod, actually. Uh, and for that rod, I'm using a size uh, 3000 uh, Shimano Stella. Yes, nice, yeah. Uh, and I have a braided line. It's uh, 0 0.14 millimeters. Okay, yeah. And it's, uh, it's a it's a braided line, so it's a pretty it's a pretty light setup, but it's uh, super fun to catch also the big fish on a light setup like this, especially when the fish are fighting hard and you have them jumping around and everything. Oh yeah, I'd say so. Yeah. And do you so, do you use a leader then on the end of your braid? Yes, I have a leader. Uh, I'm using a fluorocarbon leader in the in the thickness it's uh, zero point thirty. 30, how to say, 33? Okay. 0 0.33. Yeah. Uh, it's a fluorocarbon leader. And then I use like 95% of my lures are, are inline lures. Okay, interesting. So, yeah. Uh, yeah. So, so also that's why um, also, you know, the fluorocarbon is more invisible to the fish, but it's also more uh, strong for the inline lures. They don't... Uh, they are not. It's not so hard on the carbon as it is on the braid. So if you put it directly on the braid, the braid will get messed up. Yes, I understand. Yeah. So, like, how long? Yeah. What length leader would you use normally? How long? Yeah, for your leader. My leader is usually, I would say, between seventy, eighty centimeters, something like that. Uh, yeah, yeah, similar, similar here, and you know. You know your leader, so you are you tying, do you tie your lure, your inline lure, like the hook directly onto the leader, or do you have some kind of a clip to clip on the, the trace? I I have, a, you know, for, for the for the fluorocarbon to the braid, I use an uni, uni to uni nut. Okay, yeah, yeah, yeah. And, and, and then for the for the hook where I tie the, the fluorocarbon to the hook, I have a, like a rigged ring. Oh, so yes. The wing... The, yeah, I have the knot tied to the ring, and then uh, the hook is inside the, that ring. So you can because you want it to be free. You want it to be free moving. If I if I tie the fluorocarbon directly to the to the hook, it will not be able to move freely, and you don't give uh, you don't get the the hook up uh, as as successful as uh, when it's free moving. Oh, that's very interesting. That's a good little tip, actually. So so you tie your yeah, so you tie your your leader onto it like a split ring, is it split ring? It's actually not a split ring. It's a ring, but it's not. It's not able to to be open, open like a split ring. But then I have a split ring on the hook that goes into that ring uh, that uh, that I tie the the leader to. Ah, uh, yes, yes, I see. Yeah, yeah. So that gives obviously, as you said, that gives the uh, give it more flexibility as such. When you hook a fish, it gives it more movement. Yeah, it gives it more movement, and uh, also when you have um, maybe some. Um, some distance out to the fish and it starts going in another direction, you, your, your hook is able to move in all the directions without, uh, you know, getting like a break effect where it can break out of the mouth. Yes, yes, yes. I got you. Yeah, very, very good. Yeah, very useful tip there because as we know, you know, the sea trout, they're notorious for throwing the hook, aren't they? Yeah, they really are. I lost, uh, I lost a really big fish uh, last week and it was a, uh, was <laughs> I know, I know. It's like, oh, it's like I, whenever I hook, like I hook sea trout here by accident, really, when I'm fishing for bass, and 
obviously you know straight away when you have a fish it's just a, you know the bang 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 of the fight and um, it's just so different and yeah. then then all of a sudden the fish will break you know and the lure goes one way and the fish goes the other way and it's like um yeah. you know it's it's it happens quite a lot and exactly and especially when they're jumping around sometimes they they do like really high jumps and uh, it can it can make the hook uh, just just break out of the of the, the mouth yeah um, and would you give that that's, that's how that's just how the game is and sometimes you get some and you lose some but but it's also uh, it's always uh, devastating to to lose a good fish uh, when you've been fighting for it for a while yeah, it sure is. Yeah, um, like, would you, what advice would you give to playing to playing the sea trout? Like, how would you play them? Do you do you keep the rod down low, or what? What do you usually do? I have the rod down low, um, and I do like the speed spinning. Uh, I'm, I'm, you know, it's coastal fishing, so I'm, I'm, uh, I'm wearing the waders. Yeah. So usually I just keep the the rod at the same uh, angle that I'm, uh, you know, that I'm that I'm fishing. If that makes sense. Yeah, yeah, yeah. You just keep your rod down. Uh, and do you like? Do you like? Do you, would yeah. you let them just take drag? Just let them go and go and until they tire out, or do you kind of try and bully them a bit? Um, it's hard to know sometimes. Sometimes, like you know, I I've been playing trout. I've let them play, and all of a sudden, I, I they get off, and then I started like trying to reel them in quickly to see if I could get them in. You know, so um, what do you usually do? I I try to put as much pressure on the fish, but it's it's a uh, it's a uh, you know it's a uh, it's a uh, you have to know wh- how is uh, you know uh, when is too much. Yeah, where the where the limit is? Uh, where is the breaking point? Yeah. yeah. Yeah, where's the breaking point? Because you have to think of the braid, but you also have to think uh, if you put too much pressure on the fish, you can uh, you can uh, pull the the hook out of the out of the mouth. Yeah, that happened to me uh, actually last year. I had a, I hooked a, a really nice fish on a actually on a sandy andy, you know, the western sandy andy eel. And yeah, 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 no, it's a, it's a nice lure. Yeah, I was fishing for bass. That's a, it's a great lure for bass over here, and I'm fishing for bass in the estuary. And I hooked this trout, and obviously straight away I knew it was a trout. But it was a good, it was a good fish. <laughs> I estimate maybe around five pound. Um, and got him in, got him in, and just I was trying to bully him in, you know. And just as I got him onto the edge of the shore, ping, the the the, the lure flew out of his mouth, and off he went. You know, it was it was uh, devastating. Yeah, yeah, it's uh, it's tough. It really is. Yeah, yeah. So you kind of put as much pressure as you can on the fish without, you know, obviously knowing the limit and not overdoing it, like. Yeah, and especially now in the summer, because I mostly do uh, catch and release fishing. Yes. Uh, so especially now during the summer, if I want to release the fish, I have to uh, to, to make the, the fight as, as short as possible. Because if I'm fighting them for too long now in the summer, it's too tough for them. Uh, because the water temperature is so high, so it's not healthy for them to be fighting too much. Ah, yes. So I try to put as, as, as much pressure as possible to get them in the net, uh, because uh, most of my fishing, 95% of my fishing for sea trout is, is catch and release. Yeah, yeah. And David, do you need do you, do you need a license over there to target sea trout?
Good, good. Um, yeah, I was just wondering, do you have to have a license to fish sea trout in Denmark? Yeah, you have to have a license, but uh, you know, all the all the coastal waters in Denmark are government owned. There's no private waters, so you pay like a fee every year to the government to to be able to to fish the waters, and it's um, it's very cheap. It's actually it's like um, uh, yeah, one hundred and seventy Danish kroner. Uh, yeah, what do you have? Where are you from? What, what do you have? Like dollars or pounds? Or? Uh, we have euros. Can you hear me? Oh, I lost you there, David. You still there? Yeah. Which type of currency do you have? Where you're from? Oh, so we have euros here. You have euros. Yeah. Okay. Um, in Denmark, you have to pay a fee to the government because the government owns all the, the public waters during the uh, like uh, the coastline of Denmark. Okay. So you pay so you pay a fee to the government to be able to fish in the waters every year, and it's like uh, twenty five euros for a year. Oh, that's very good. So you can and that allows you to kind of fish anywhere on the coast. It it limits you to fish anywhere on the coast. Oh, that's very reasonable. That that's a great idea. Yeah. So when you pay the fee, the all the money goes to uh, to you know um, restoring the rivers where the fish they breed and and to uh, to take care of of all the fish and you know uh, it goes to a a great purpose and it's it's a it's a really cheap. Um, it's a really cheap price uh, because the the coastal fishing in Denmark is it's just it's uh, it's amazing fishing, so it's, uh, it's almost nothing uh, to pay for for this type of fishing. Yeah, that's that's a great idea, and it seems like it's working. It the money's going back into kind of you know protection and and you know um, regeneration. So it's it sounds good over yeah. here. We have yeah, I, you know it's it's the sea trout and salmon license is all the one. So if you get your salmon license for the year. Um, it allows you to fish sea trout uh, as well in in certain areas also, so it kind of covers that. But um, uh, yeah, that's a that's a great idea. It's a it's a pretty great uh, way to to work it out. Uh, I know I know a lot of people doing sea trout fishing, and we actually have been talking about maybe it's, it's, maybe it's even too cheap. Uh, we would we would be happy to pay. Uh, we think the fishing is so good, so but actually it's a, it's a very cheap price uh, for for this type of fishing, uh, especially when we have uh, this is probably some of the best uh, sea trout fishing in the world uh, here in Denmark and in, in, in Sweden as well. Yeah, it sounds good. It sounds good. So so say if I went over to, uh, to visit on a fishing trip, I would pay I would pay this once off payment uh, to the government, and then that would, they would what did they do? Did they send me out a kind of a license or a copy or a receipt or something, and then I can fish anywhere on the coast? Is that how it works? You could fish anywhere on the coast for a year. Yeah. Oh, brilliant! Really good. That's that's uh, yeah, that's actually uh, actually pretty nice. Tell me about some of the lures. Um, I know you'd a bit to do a bit of work with Weston, and I, I'm really keen to ask you about one of these lures that looks really good. Is the is it the inline sandy? Um, I, as, as I mentioned before, I, I really am a big fan of the sandy Andy lure, but this is like an inline version, is it? Yeah, exactly. Uh, I have a, a 
I'm, I'm a part of the the Western team. Uh, big big shout out to uh, to Western. It's a it's a Danish brand, and I I know the guys uh, working with Western is is just uh, some really nice guys, and uh, they do a lot of sea trout fishing themselves. Excellent, yeah, uh, yeah. We've yeah. I said I'm a big big fan uh, of some of the Western stuff. The Western lures, some of them are excellent. Yeah. Yeah, they really do some some really nice lures and and the rods as well. I'm, I'm fishing with the rods. Uh, you know, the setup I was talking about earlier with the ten foot rods. I'm using uh, it's called a W ten rod. It's like their their top model, and it's it's just an amazing rod. It's top of the line uh, for the for the coastal fishing for sea trout. Brilliant, brilliant. Actually, one of the questions I was going to ask oh, yeah. you: Do you use do you use a treble hook or a single hook for your inline lures? It depends on the conditions, but mostly I use a treble hook. Most of the time I'm using a treble hook, but sometimes, especially when you have some really rough conditions, you know, if you have a, a lot of wind and you have a lot of waves, you can have a weed, uh, you know, drifting around in the water. And if you have a lot of weeds drifting around in the water, it can be really difficult to fish a treble because you get the weeds on the hook, you know, all the time. Yes, yes, yes. Um, so, so, yeah. so when the conditions are like this, I'm using a single hook. Yeah, I got you. Yeah, and any, um, you know, any kind of do you like do you like color wise? Any any color uh, preference? Do you like what would your first color? What would you go to first for sea trout? It depends a lot of, of the conditions. You know, if I have uh, quiet conditions with clear water, I usually go for the more natural colors. It could be like like uh, transparent colors and green colors, uh, brown colors. You know, these natural, just like a just like a real sand eel. Um, but when I have more rough conditions, and especially when I have uh, the visibility in the water, if it's not so high, I go for for uh, for more colorful lures. Uh, the last uh, one to two weeks, I have some crazy fishing of this color. It's called the uh, Ball sunrise. Okay. It's a red and black. It's a red and black color. And late in the evening, when I've been fishing this lure, it has just been crazy. Uh, it was uh, last night. I was fishing this lure as well, and I had the, all of the six fish I had on this lure. And my buddy, he was fishing just next to me with another color, and he only caught one. So all I right. think this lure really, it really did something uh, last last night. Excellent. And what what do you call it again? What color is it? It's called Dull Sunrise. Okay, and it's kind of black and red, it's, is it? It's, yeah, exactly. It's a black and red lure with some uh, glitter to it. Uh, it's, uh, it's just a, a crazy lure. I got my, uh, my personal best sea trout uh, two years ago. I caught it on, the, on that color combination as well. And it's just uh, one of my favorite, uh, favorite lures when I'm fishing in the last light of the day. You know, the, the last half an hour, an hour just before it gets really dark. I always uh, like to put on this lure, and it's 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 just really rewarding. Uh, most of the time, it's just it's just working uh, very good. Brilliant. And what what lure were you using? Last night I was using the the San Jin line. It's uh, it's a brand new lure uh, from Western. It's just uh, been on the market for under a year, and uh, I was uh, I was participating in the in the testing of the lure just before it hit the market and I had some, some really good fishing uh, on this lure yeah it looks good and I'm it's sure good. it'll definitely work for sea bass over here as well it looks excellent 
Yeah, it's, it's like an it's like a plastic lure in ABS plus, but inside you have a sink. So the sink uh, gives it the the weight. So it's casting really really good. Um, and it's just have this side to side action like an an S curve. Yes, when yes. you when you pull it through the water, it has like an S curve where it goes uh, going side to side, um, and it's just uh, just ver- working uh, very well uh, for the sea trout fishing at the moment. Very good, very good. And I know, I know you target other species as well. I see you you catch some pike, and I see you catch some lovely perch as well. Tell me about the perch fishing there. The perch fishing is uh, it can be really good in Denmark as well. I like to I like to target the perch in the in the winter. And uh, yeah, mostly do. Uh, I get a lot of inspiration from 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 the bass fishing, uh, especially in the US. Uh, and and I took some of these methods I've seen from the bass fishing in the US. I took them to to Denmark to try them out for the for the perch fishing, and I had some some really great uh, success. Um, lately, I've been trying uh, some. Ch- uh, and it's just been it's it's almost like a almost like a drop shot wick, but where you have the the bullet heads and the glass foil in the bottom instead of a drop shot weight. Okay. Um, and it's it's working uh, very good uh, here in Denmark as well. And you know, Carolina rigs, uh, Texas rigs, uh, also stuff uh, that people usually know from the from the bass fishing. But I'm uh, I'm using it for the perch fishing and it's. Um, Yes, the redfin perch here in Denmark, and they can they can grow really big. Most of the places is just smaller fish, but but if you know the places, you can get some some really uh, really big fish. Yeah, I see you have some perch there up to two kilos. I've had perch uh, above two kilos. Yes, my biggest perch is two hundred uh, two two kilos and two hundred grams. Yeah, that's fifty centimeters. That's that's a big perch. That's a very big perch. Um, that's a really big perch. Yeah. And uh, last season I had one as well, one point nine and one point six. Yeah. Excellent. Uh, excellent. They, they, they grow really big, and we have some uh, some pretty unique species of perch in Denmark because mostly perch is a freshwater fish. It cannot go into the salt water. But we have some species here in Denmark who live in the in the brackish water, uh, you know, in, in a mix between uh, between the salt water and the fresh water. Yeah, yeah, very interesting. Like in the estuary, as such. What? what? Is it like are they in the est- in the estuary? Are they like in the you know in the brackish water in the estuaries? Yeah, and especially these uh, perch in the brackish water, they they grow a lot bigger than the ones just living in the, in the fresh water. That's very interesting. The way they're able to adapt with the kind of saltier water, isn't it? It's 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 crazy that they, that they can live. Sometimes I'm 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 getting surprised every time I catch a perch. Sometimes actually we were just talking about the sea trout fishing. I I've tried uh, multiple times when I'm fishing for sea trout. Sometimes I get a bite and it's a perch on the open coast. No way. That is that is really interesting. It's, yeah. Really. Yeah. Really. And it's just uh, yeah. It's just I. I get surprised every time. Uh, every time I see a perch on the open coast, it's just crazy that they that they are able to live there and, and uh, be uh, be in this uh, in this salt water. Yeah, like they're such strong fish, aren't they? They're such predators as well. It's a really strong fish, and it's uh, it's a really fun fish to catch. Um, 
yeah, I I, I really love the perch fishing. It's uh, so much fun and it's uh, it's it's a lot different uh, from the sea trout fishing because you have a lot more like like finesse and you have these uh, the strikes are just so different from the sea trout fishing. And I really like to fish the perch. It's just a uh, it's, it's it's an amazing fish and it's a it's a beauty, especially these uh, redfin perch. Uh, just. Yeah, just amazing. Yeah, and it probably keeps you going over the winter as well. When you, I suppose, when you can't fish as much as you like for the sea trout, you can kind of target target your perch and pike as well, which is great. Yeah, it's perfect because uh, the season is like uh, between each other, so it's uh, it's not it's not at the same time. The perch fishing here is uh, it's really starting in a month or two. In September, October, the perch fishing starts to get good. Uh, and during the winter, December, January, it's, uh, it's, it's, it's some of the, the really good months for, for perch fishing if you want to catch the, the really big perch. And, uh, those are the months where, where the sea trout fishing is, is on the lowest and it's, it, it can be really difficult, uh, on the coast, uh, for the sea trout. So, so, uh, yeah, it gets me going fishing for some perch and, uh, and, uh, keeping up the, confidence uh yeah 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 uh, keep keep yeah keep yeah keep keep the eye in and keep you know keep yourself um sharp for for when you get back on the trout again and um, of course the pike as yeah. well i see you have some you have some lovely fine pike as well there yeah I, I i used to fish a lot for the pike when i was uh when i was younger i don't do the pike fishing so much anymore i caught hundreds and hundreds of pike and uh now i just fish mostly for the perch and the sea trout. Uh, sometimes I get the pike as a bycatch uh, when fishing for uh, when fishing for perch and, and other species, but but I don't really target the the, the, the pike so much anymore uh, because I've I've just uh, I've just been fishing so much for the pike for for many years. So so uh, yeah. Now, yeah. it's mostly, now it's mostly perch and then sea trout fishing. The sea trout really seem to be your true love. You're you're very passionate about them, and you're you're you know you've built up a lot of knowledge and expertise in how to target them. Yeah, the last couple of years after I really got the I really got the how do you say I really got the the hook on the sea trout fishing, and I I got a lot of success with it. It just really has been uh, has been going crazy for me, and I just put all my time into the sea trout fishing. I'm catching a lot of of big fish and uh yeah, um it's been a really good season this year. Uh, last year I didn't have I had a lot of fish uh, last year. Uh but I didn't have so much size to them. Uh but this year I've had some really, really big fish uh during the spring as well. Uh, it's been a really good season so far. Uh, so uh so yeah, it's uh it's an amazing, it's an amazing fish, and it's uh, it's so uh, challenging to, to to target the species, uh, the sea trout. It's really, really challenging, and uh, yeah, it's uh, I'm always up for a challenge, and that's I think that's why I don't fish the pike so much more because I, I've been fishing it so much, and I, it wasn't really so challenging for me to catch the pike anymore. I I needed a new uh, species to target. Yeah, well, as you said, the sea trout, they certainly are challenging. And, you know, as a bass angler, and sometimes you get sidetracked over to the sea trout because, you know, you're getting hits or you're getting hookups. And all of a sudden, like it's, um, you know, you're kind of like determined to try and catch them then because they are so difficult. 
even when you hook up, you know yourself, it doesn't mean you're going to land it. So it's uh, extremely, you know, it's a very challenging, very challenging uh, fish to target. Like, and I think that's a big interest. That's what keep it, keeps us um, kind of going after them. Yeah, yeah. It, uh, it really is. It's, uh, but when you first get the, when you first get the, the tricks and you get success, it can be really fun and it can be just, uh, it's just amazing when everything goes up and, uh, you really get the big fish and you find the fish and, uh, yeah, it's, uh, it's yeah, just, it, uh, it can be, amazing. it can be pretty hectic. I had, I had a session there maybe last year or the year before and, down the estuary and i'd say you know just cast after cast the fish were hitting hitting the lure i was hooking up and maybe landed maybe seven or eight fish now nothing nothing too big but maybe the biggest was just around under three pound but there was just it was just a frenzy and um such uh such excitement and great sport from them it was uh it was just fantastic really hit the, if you hit the big um if you hit the big uh schools of Sea trout, it can be really hectic, and then you can have some really crazy fishing. We had a day in the spring this year, me and my buddy, we had a day in the spring where we landed uh, more than 20 sea trout in a session. Brilliant. And 13 of those sea trout were above 50 centimeters. Wow. Uh, the, the biggest one was uh, 66 uh, centimeters and just around 4 kilos. Jesus, that's nice fishing. Yeah. And it was just a, just a crazy day. Uh, and w- when you hit these days, you you forget about all the hard days. You forget about everything, and it's just it's just like uh, it's like a adrenaline kick, and uh, it's just uh, yeah, it's like a it's like a drug of sea trout. <laughs> yeah, absolutely. That's that's a great way to describe it, and especially when you can share it with somebody, sharing it with your friend like that. Those experiences, like I mean, it's just fantastic, isn't it? It really is. It really is. Um, and it's uh, lovely to lovely to uh, be able to share it with with uh, with my friends who have the same passion for the sea trout, um, and uh, we all we all uh, really like the fish. Uh, we we do a lot of stuff to take care of these fish and to protect our home waters and to put the fish back and treat them with uh, with respect. Uh, that's brilliant yeah like you want people you know generations to come uh, to be able to enjoy that kind of those experiences you have now it's so important to kind of look after it isn't it and you seem to be doing a good job of that yeah i meet a lot of people and i talk to a lot of people Uh, i'm selling uh, i'm I'm actually selling fishing gear for a living Uh, we have a big shop uh, so we are selling uh, selling a lot of uh, fishing tackle but when I talk to people and when I talk to a lot of my uh, my customers and, and and people who are not so experienced with uh, with the sea trout fishing, they don't really understand why I put them back. And a lot of people uh, they'd be like, "Wow, why why did you put it back? And why why don't you bring them home? And uh, what are you doing?" And and all uh, they get like like a very uh, uh, yeah their reaction is it just. Uh, why I put them back, but I'm trying to explain to people that I, I really like these fish, and it's, it's uh, I, I want to put them back because I don't I don't like to kill them. I don't like to take them out of the out of the water. I really like to to, to see them swim back, and I like to uh, to being able to, uh, to protect the fish and to protect the the home waters. Uh, and not 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 every people, not not everybody understands that. Uh, I was just saying I can relate to how you how you look after your fish because with sea bass here, 
um, you know, people will come to me as well and say, well, why did you throw it back? Did you not keep it? Can you not eat them? And, you know, they're kind of, some people are kind of like, um, they can't understand why you, why you practice catch and release. But luckily, more and more anglers, and we, we're, we're pretty good now with promoting catch and release. And, you know, I'm like, like you, I'm sure, I love seeing the big fish swim away. It's uh, just such a, such a good feeling just to see them swimming away. Yeah, yeah, um, yeah. I, I I really like to see the big fish swim away, and it's just uh, just amazing to being able to to put the big fish back. And I'm also trying to to promote the catch and release fishing, and I'm trying to to post videos where I put the big fish back to uh, to inspire other people to uh, to do the same thing. Uh, yeah, and I remember a quote. I remember a quote that says. Uh, the biggest gift you can give to another fisherman is to go, is to put a big fish back. Ah, uh, absolutely, yeah. Like it's, yeah, it's fantastic seeing seeing fish swimming away. And and luckily, luckily, uh, you know, most anglers here we have like the sea bass here are protected over here, of course. And we, you know, you can you can keep two a day if you want, but you have to be over a certain size. But more and more anglers are practicing catch and release, and and we're more educated on it now. And you know, we want the stocks to be protected and to last. Luckily, we don't have a commercial fishery here for bass, um, so uh, we have. We don't, a, we don't. We don't have that in Denmark. There's no limit of how many sea trout you can take home in a day. So sometimes uh, I see people who bring home maybe five sea trout or ten sea trout if they have some really really good fishing, and it can make me. Sometimes it can make you know it's up to people themselves, but it can really make me sad to see people being uh, uh, taking too much because of course you, you should be able to take a sea trout or two home for your family and it's a really nice fish to eat but 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 I would I would wish that we also have some limitations maybe like two fish a day it could be fine because uh, sometimes uh, people just don't understand and they take everything they catch uh, and it can make me a little bit sad because we are we are a lot of people who, who, who are really trying to protect these fish yeah yeah no, i know i i understand completely um yeah and and hopefully hopefully things will stay like that in the future um so say david if i'm i'm say if i'm new to kind of sea trout fishing what advice would you give me if i'm wanting to start out as in like what to look for watercraft and and what lure to use um just to give myself a chance of maybe hooking up if you're if you're new to sea trout fishing you just have to start out some of the the best advice and some of the some of the mistakes a lot of the beginners they do is uh, number one is probably a lot of people they just go out and they start fishing on a spot and they just uh, they are standing too still they don't really move they don't they just uh, they just walk out stand in the water and they just start fishing and they can stand there for for hours and hours and they say I don't catch anything yes but you have to search you have to search for the sea trout. When, when we are fishing for the sea trout, we are walking miles uh, and miles and we are fishing and fishing and fishing and we are seeking for the fish. You have to cover as much water as possible because it's a lot more easy for me to find the fish than to be standing and waiting for the fish to come by you. Ah, that's brilliant. Uh, yeah, that is that is brilliant. Um, and that's something I do with, with bass fishing as well in lures and I tell people, um, you know, I... 
I go down to the beach, down to the coast. I cast and walk, cast and walk, cast and walk, and eventually, exactly, exactly, eventually you'll hit, yeah. you'll hit, you'll hit. It's like hunting, you know. You go look for the fish. Don't let them come to you. Um, so that's yeah, that's yeah, that's exactly. a brilliant, that's brilliant advice. And you have to just you have to walk, and it it, it can be hard and it can be tough, but when it when it when it works, it works, and you have uh, the rewards in the end. But you have to cover as much water as possible, and you just have to to. Uh, to put a lot of miles into your legs because uh, it can it can be hard to find the fish. And usually, when the fish is around, they will also bite. So I, I I'm never standing in one place uh, too long because I know when I have put maybe 10, 20, 30 casts here, if the fish was there and they really wanted to bite, I would have seen a reaction. Maybe not caught a fish, but maybe then you would have seen a fish following your lure or you would see a fish, uh, you know, you would get some sort of reaction if the fish is there. Yeah, yeah, you get a little tap. Uh, I love the little taps you get on the lure. That's what a lot of people, that's what a lot of people do as a mistake. They just go out and they stand in one place uh, all day and they don't catch anything because they don't move. They are not trying to, to find the fish. Yeah, yeah, that's yeah, so important. And and say just off the top of your head at the moment, say for like, give me maybe to your top three lures for sea trout at the moment. What would you recommend? My top three lures at the moment is uh, we have a we have a lure from Western. It's called in Danish we say sømmel. Yeah. It actually, in English, it, in English it means uh, the nail, and it's just like yeah, it looks like a nail. It's just a metal lure uh, that imitates the sandal. Uh, so uh, the nail, the sandy inline, and the D360 is my absolute top uh, three of the lures. Sandy and inline it, and the D360, the, is it? The D360 is like a rotation lure, and I you have to uh, also you when you've been fishing for a while for sea trout, you find out some lures are fishing better in uh, certain uh, conditions than other lures are. Uh, and especially, I like to use the D360 when you have rough conditions, you have a lot of waves, you want a lure that makes a lot of uh, attraction. And the D360 is uh, it's just dancing around in the water. And when you do a spin stop, it's like rotating like crazy and everything. It has a lot of movement. Yeah, and I actually I like I have one of them actually here, like, yeah. Yeah, I like to use that when when the when 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 the more water is moving a lot. I like to use a lure that is also moving a lot. But if the water is very very still, I like to use a lure that also has not so much movement. That is like a very still uh, lure. Okay, okay, right. So yeah, yeah. So if it's the calmer the water, you less movement in your lure as such. You're gone now, are you? Yeah, I can hear you again now. Okay, <laughs> yeah, yeah. So, are you saying yeah, that but, but the, the calmer the water, the 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 less movement you want in your lure? Yeah, exactly, exactly. Excellent, great, great tips. I know you're heading up to you're heading up to fish tuna. Am I right at the moment? You're making the tr- uh, trip up north. I'm making a trip up north right now. Um, I'm currently in the car, and I've been driving for a couple hours. I have like four hours left and uh, we are going to participate in a, it's like a research project on the, the big bluefin tuna that is coming to the to the Danish waters um, so I'm really excited for this we are still waiting uh, to see if we can get underwater tomorrow 
So right now I'm just going up there to get all the gear ready, and we have to uh, to be standby until we get a green light from the from the government tomorrow. That's exciting, yeah. And do you know have there been some tuna caught there recently, or are you just going out to have a look? Uh, the fishing is starting tomorrow, so there has been no nobody has been allowed to fish uh, until tomorrow. Okay. Yes. 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 So that's but that's know, pretty good. I know, I know the I know the tuna has been seen on there. So people have seen them jumping, and I know there is tuna in the water. Um, but but uh, we are waiting. Uh, it, it depends a lot on the conditions because it's a it's a packing project. We are not allowed to bring the the fish into the boat. Um, so the the fish is coming. Um, the fish is coming to the boat, and they will be uh, get attacked, and they will be released again. And uh, this gives a lot of, of, of data to uh, to the research project because these uh, these tuna has uh, have not been in, in the Danish water for uh, 50 years, and they started returning to the to the Danish waters now, and they are still seen as an endangered species. So nobody is really allowed to fish them, but we got we got like a special license from the government uh, only for research purchase uh, purposes. Only for uh, research purposes, we are allowed to catch the fish in the coming days, and we are allowed to uh, to do it for the uh, for the research purposes. Yeah, that's 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 really interesting. Um, we have a similar scheme here in Ireland and the UK, where where certain boats are kind of assigned um, licenses to target um, the bluefin just for research purposes. And like, there's some some great fishing off the coast here, and there seems to be a lot of fish and. It's it's interesting to see them um, hitting shores here, and and the same with yourself. So hopefully it's something that we can kind of sustain and keep it going as well. Um, it's certainly something different, and hopefully I hope you get some nice big ones. Yeah, thanks. It's uh, it's 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 crazy to to have these big big fish in our waters. I've uh, I've been dreaming about uh, catching uh, one of these uh, these big fish in, in Danish waters. I've been traveling. Uh, to other countries to, to do big game fishing uh, a couple of times. Uh, recently, I was in uh, in Greece uh, two months ago uh, fishing for big amberjack, and uh, and we also caught some some really uh, big amberjack. Uh, but but it's just amazing to being able to catch a fish like this in, in Danish waters. It's uh, it's just something else. Uh, and we are talking about fish above 200 kilos, 200, 300, 400 kilo fish. Uh, in, yeah. in Danish waters, um, it's it, it's crazy, and I'm really excited, and I really really hope that we explode out uh, tomorrow. Ah, brilliant! Yeah, well, look at I won't keep you any longer. Thank you so much for your time and such great knowledge there. And I really hope you get some bluefin tuna. And I'll keep in touch with you over the next few days, and and uh, hopefully we'll uh, we'll be able to talk again soon. Yeah, cool. Uh, but yeah, thanks for the chat. It was nice to uh, talk to you and. Uh, Maybe I'll uh, I'll send a picture of a uh, big uh, big bluefin tomorrow if uh, if we get on the water. Ah, great! Thanks very much, David. Talk soon and tight lines. Okay. Yeah. Cool. Bye bye. Bye bye.